0: hello and welcome back to literally heinous we have our most requested guest ever my mother hi mom
1: hi everybody thank you for making me your most requested guest ever
0: I always joke that my mom has like a cult following because so many of my friends will ask me like when's your mom coming back on the podcast like can you send me your mom's number so I think it's safe to say that your line
1: is always open always. The line's always open, the door's always open, and the light's always on. Always. So you just got back from a really
0: exciting retreat. So can you talk a little bit about
1: how you found this retreat? Yes. So we went on a psychedelic retreat. So who's we? Well, me and my husband, Michael. Okay. So you went on the retreat with
0: Jenny Schlitz. Can I say her name on here? Yep. So the only thing we can't say is the location. Got it. How secretive is that? Not very exclusively secret.
1: So can you talk a little bit about how you found Jenny Schlitz? Yes. Um, Well, to tell you the truth, I can't really remember how I found Jenny. It's been years and years. And when COVID happened, I really hit, I think with a lot of people, I really hit a tailspin. And I became, you know, very depressed, very anxious, Um, I had quit drinking for a couple of years, and that started back. And I pretty quickly knew I was in trouble and that I needed help. And I knew, you know, for me, traditional therapy hadn't worked so well. I'd run into enough um, not good therapists Mm -hmm. to kind of scar me a little bit yeah so I revisited Jenny and Jenny is just um she's a quantum healer she's a medium she's a mix of all of these all of these wonderful alternative modalities and my thought was I'm gonna try Jenny as my energy therapist and I'm using air quotes because I kind of call myself that too but I really don't know that if I don't think that's a thing and so I once a month starting um, I think in April of 2020, I don't know, around that time, started seeing her again. Yeah. And she really, really, um, that monthly check-in really helped me get back on track. And it was amazing to watch her because, you know, after restrictions were lifted, at one point she started her training as a plant-based medicine uh, facilitator. And I remember our phone call and she was telling me things and I was said to her, the minute you offer a retreat, yeah, I'm signing up. And she offered her first retreat in April and, and Michael and I were hosting a retreat in Tybee so we couldn't go and ended up, um, she hosted another one right after that in June and we went and I can say with a hundred percent confidence, both of us had transformations there
0: so i just want to go back one to one of your points earlier so a big thing that like people talk about is like bad therapist and there's this thing called like better help that i'm fascinated by and it's kind of like i feel like zillow for therapists and it's all these people have all these like crazy stories about the stuff their therapists say or do or like show up late can you just say like what were your bad experiences with therapy like what are
1: some of the things they said It's interesting. I'm so glad you asked that. Um, One of the therapists that I went to, um, let me get a little bit of a backstory. Okay. So in the work that I do and the retreats that we lead, we don't do any work unless people feel safe. Mm -hmm. But, you know, if you don't feel safe, your brain is not online for you to make any higher executive order thinking decisions, skills, anything. So... And because of my history and because of my um, complex post-traumatic stress, I have a really hard time feeling safe. Mm -hmm. So that's the backstory. So I'm with this therapist and I'm talking about this issue that I have. And I'm explaining to him how certain things aren't happening in the household and I don't feel safe. Yeah. And he looks at me and he says... Don't you think that's kind of petty? Oh, my God. (laughs) And you know what I did? Because I didn't know anything. Mm -hmm. I agreed with him. Yeah. And that is a bad therapy session. Yeah. Right there. Because if he was in tune, or she, it could be either. I don't want to give it away. They um, had been attuned to me. Yeah. And had been on their game. By what I was describing, they would have heard that safety was an issue.
2: Yeah.
1: And if they were worth any of their degrees or letters after their name, they would have honed in on, well, how can we make you feel safer?
0: Yeah. Petty is just not a word you should say as a therapist, because even if something is technically or categorically petty, then it's like, okay, well, then what's the reason behind it? Mm Mm-hmm.
1: exactly like that's so crazy so I don't you don't have a psychology degree that I know of I do not and you know that yes to my point yeah that is so crazy yeah
0: yeah therapy is hard like I know a lot of people don't want to get into therapy because it's so hard to find one that you like and then the forms and just all of that and I don't know it's really like therapists hold so much power like they can get into your brain
1: yeah, they hold yeah. a lot of power, and I, you know, I, I think back to that time, and knowing what I know now, what a disservice that was to me, and if that was one incident with one person, yeah, imagine the other person, and other people that they were getting in their minds and affecting that way. Yeah,
0: so tying this into pop culture, have you heard about the Jonah Hill stuff? No. Do you know who Jonah Hill is? Yes. Okay, <laughs> so... Like, formerly, like, fat, funny actor turned serious actor. So he... He and his partner always dressed a certain way. I don't... Who You might be thinking of something
1: different. Uh, Okay.
0: So basically, his ex-girlfriend, this, like, really cool, hot, like, surfer chick, like, kind of an influencer, but for, like, surfers, just, like, this really cool girl, she posted screenshots of, like, his text to her and, like, totally put her on blast, basically said that... Like if you're going to go out with friends that are single and rowdy, then like we can't date. Like you need to stop posting bikini pictures. You're not allowed to serve with men. But he was like very heavily therapized because he's using all these therapy words like boundaries and like all this stuff. And it's so funny because like six months ago, he put out this really dramatic documentary about his therapist, Dr. Stutz. Or astutes, and how this therapist like completely changed his life and that was a whole thing about how like celebrating men who get therapy and then all of this is coming out and him saying like my therapist said this like my therapist said that while he's actively shaming a woman for doing the things that was the reason why he fell in love with her so like it's cool when they're not dating because she's like posting bikini pictures she's surfing she's so cool and laid back but then once they are dating it's like well my therapist said you need to shut that off because you already have me
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and they do. And I you know, psychobabble, I hear that term tossed around a lot. Yeah. To your point of, you know, them a therapist and working so in depth with a the therapist almost, you know, sometimes negatively mm-hmm. affecting who you show up as 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 yourself.
0: Yeah. So interesting sidebar. Yeah, I would always like I would hate to argue with a man who's like really been to therapy because then it's like they know too much like (laughs) men like need to be dumb we gotta keep them that way um okay so back to so you were kind of in a rut no therapy had worked for you and then you found Jenny and she introduced you to what you refer to as psychology or what you say energy therapy
1: yes yeah so that's a you know a term that i coined and it's what i do and it's what jenny schlitz does and there are fortunately more and more of us Mm -hmm. as it's safer to be seen yeah um we're starting to shine our lights brighter and i think one of the really big boons from ai around all of this is you can't fake what we do yeah um Okay. So going back, so you found Jenny and then how did that work with the retreat or what led you there? So Jenny and I, you know, we did, we worked together and, um, you know, it was, uh, you know, probably 18 months and, you know, I got myself back on track and was able to, um, become alcohol free again. And I'm about to go on three years now. And it was super easy. I mean, I realized, you know, that it didn't resonate, that it wasn't for me, that my body actually didn't like it. So it was super easy to put down. And, um, you know, once I did that, I was able to really get myself back on track. And Michael and I were, you know, are leading retreats consistently. And I'm, I'm able to, you know, have a capacity to do a lot more things to help the business grow. So, you know... I guess it was around, I can't remember this timeline, but Michael and I started finding things about psychedelics. Like we mm-hmm. watched on Netflix, Fantastic Fungi. Yes. I and think I told you to watch that. I, you probably did. And I loved it. And I still talk to the mycelium. It was the honestly one of the best documentaries I'd ever seen. Yeah. Um, so we started with Fantastic Fungi. And then we found this really great series called How to Change Your Mind.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And that is done by Michael Pollan, and he's been in the news a lot um, because of that and also just because there's so much in the news now about psychedelics. I think he has a Twitter feed where he is pretty active and answers a lot of questions. But that documentary, he went through ayahuasca and bufo and psilocybin and MDMA and LSD, and it was Really enlightening. Um, And he had, you backed it up with science, and it was all extremely well done, legitimate, above board. And that really piqued our curiosity. Yeah. So the next step in all of that, so we were already kind of on board thinking this is really interesting stuff. And I did some work with a functional nutritional doctor in Colorado. And I answered about seven thousand questions, and he got back to me. He calls it his ten pillars of health, and it was really, really interesting. And it was most interesting to me because of all the work I've done has been around my trauma mm-hmm. and how do I heal that? How do I heal mine trauma and help other people heal theirs? So, that like the first thing out of the gate, he says to me is you know, before I recommend anything to you, I think you need to get a handle on your trauma. Wow. And this is after I've done years of work. Yeah, that is so crazy. And I said, what in particular makes you say that? He goes, well, one question you answered really jumped out at me. Or one statement that you made at the end, though you want to tell me anything else. And Mm -hmm. I had written, I had written, I check my reflection in the mirror 35 times a day. Yeah. You know, I'll lift up my shirt to see if my tummy looks bad. Or I'll check my silhouette. Or I'll check myself in the window. All the time. (laughs) All the time. Yeah. Constantly. Yeah. And he said that that was his biggest red flag. Ugh, please. (laughs) Zoe and I always say, can't we struggle with our eating disorder in peace? Like, does
0: everything need to be, like, can't I just have a toxic relationship <laughs> with my body? Like, can
1: nothing be sacred? <laughs> Afraid not. Yeah. And I just found that was, that fascinated me. Yeah. And so he recommended a few things, but I was so fascinated by what he said that I just, I really dove back into trauma Yeah, work. And I found um, the book, The Body Keeps the Score. Mm-hmm. Listened to every word of it on Audible. Fascinated by it. I happened to find the night before a cor- the seven month course started, I was able to enroll in the in the author of the book, Bessel oh, van der Kolk. Cool. Yeah, um, and so I will finish that course in, uh at the end of September, and I'll be trauma certified. Mm-hmm. And then, kind of in tandem right along with that, um, I also found an internal family systems um, certification course, and that's a whole psychotherapy modality that they teach to lay people, energy therapists yeah. like me. And um, that's been, you know, all of those things dovetailed at the same time in February-ish, and then Jenny started talking about her retreat that was going to happen in June.
0: So when the nutritionist said you need to work on your trauma, did you stop working with him after that?
1: Not because he said that, yeah, but because the next step with him was going to be a lot of biogenetic testing yeah and as much as I want to know like why I have rheumatoid arthritis and the physiology and all that's going on I really didn't want to invest yeah. tens of thousands of dollars to find that out
0: okay I get that and it sounds like you found like the root of what
1: is I found what yeah. definitely got what I needed to get out of yeah. doing his 10 pillars of health which I would recommend to anybody I'm happy yeah. to put his name in the link too. yeah
0: Okay, so Jenny reaches out about the psychedelic retreat.
1: How did she frame it to you? She didn't have to. I'd been yeah. watching the whole thing. I'd literally been waiting for her to say, I'm doing the retreat. She says, I'm doing it in April. I'm like, oh, I can't go. I'm doing it in June. I said, we're coming. Perfect. Okay. Yeah. And when I approached Michael about it, you know, I, I felt like he would be on board, and he yeah. was. At first, I think he was a little concerned um, because of what he does but i think the benefit yeah overweighed that for okay. him. So
0: hmm. when you did you know ahead of times the psychedelics you
1: would be taking? Mm-hmm. Yes, she was offering so she you know phrased it as plant-based medicine. Yeah. And that is pretty much the catchphrase that that we used, you know, together as in that retreat container. And so it was um, cacao, like hot cocoa, but this is specially farmed, ceremonial cacao. There was um, a a plant, mapacho, which I don't know much about. It's like a tobacco. Yeah. Um, There was hepe, which I don't know anything about, and I didn't do it, so I can't tell you anything about that. There was um, psilocybin. So like mushroom. Mushrooms. And there was bufo. And Bufo is um, the venom from the Sonoran Desert Frog. And what caught my attention about that backstory a little bit, a few years, was reading an article um, with Mike Tyson. Oh, really? Yeah. So I want to be like Mike. You know how I am that way. Yeah. And I was fascinated um, by the article. I was fascinated by the change in him that I could feel – And the words that he was saying in that interview, I I could feel that he'd had an expanded, awakening, conscious experience. And I know that he's had many, 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 many since then.
0: Yeah. So how did it work, like, with deciding which um, PBMs you were going to take? Is that what y'all called on the retreat? (laughs) PBMs? No, but I will now. Okay. (laughs) So plant-based medicines is PBMs
1: from now on. So did Jenny, like she gave you a menu and you kind of like picked or how did that work? No, it was presented as we have these things and, you know, and, and this is what they are. And I could pull up my information and find out more um, if people want it. But it was very, um, the, the first three that I mentioned were very, you know, like casual kind of mm-hmm. that you could – you know, partake in the cacao ceremony or yeah. the mapacho or the hepe. Um, so there's another plant-based medicine and it's Cambo. Mm-hmm. And um, Michael tested out of that one because I think of a heart condition. Yeah. That that wasn't safe for. So the cool thing about it is Jenny, Jenny and Danny have been trained extensively. So there's that safety factor. Yeah. Going back to that. Okay. So, just to clear
0: everything up so, Michael's your husband, Jenny and Danny are the retreat leaders. Correct. And then you said there was Bufo and Cambo. Yes. And Michael tested out of Cambo. Correct. So he did not do Cambo. Right. The day they did Cambo, he and I went hiking. So how did he test out of Cambo?
1: Was, or was it like a questionnaire? Questionnaire. Okay. And I they have a metric. I'm yeah. sure that they look at that. Okay. So, you know, and that, where I thought you were going with that is how did he test out of that, but he could do the other ones? Yeah. Well. And I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what the metric is. Okay. So you and Michael just did Bufo, the frog venom, and um psilocybin yeah we did actually we did the cacao ceremony we did the mapacho ceremony um we did bufo and psilocybin got it so four of the five everything Mm -hmm. except
0: cambo Mm -hmm. so you arrived to the retreat and
1: then what was it like when you first got there it's interesting like i said you know thursday they did the cambo and we were gone yeah so it was like we arrived thursday evening and one of the guests had done hepe yeah and hepe's one the best way i can think to describe hepe is like a brain reset Mm -hmm. it's kind of like blows your brain out for a second then it resettles just does not like i'm good honestly the way i am yeah that sounds kind of crazy You know what, too? I'm I'm sure I'm doing it a disservice. Not, but I'm saying it from just the way I saw. We walked in that Thursday evening. We'd been out all day, Mm -hmm. and the Cambo ceremonies had gone beautifully, but one of the guests had decided to also do the Hepe. Yeah, and she just looked wiped out. Really, and so we walked in, and she was like, kind of, you know, not out of it, not you know, near death or anything, but just. It was pretty intense when we walked in. Was and she like standing, or what was she? She doing? was sitting out, like, like sitting on the couch, and just kind of, just kind of like,
0: uh, yeah, hey, zonked out,
1: zonked out a little bit. So, you know, that was an interesting way to, yeah, start things. Yeah, and you know, if I back it up a little bit, like we'd arrived Wednesday night, and you know, it was late, so we woke up Thursday morning and said hello and goodbye to everybody, Got and it. then we came back in and. It was like, whoa, that looks intense enough for me to not want to try that.
0: Okay. So that is when you decided you didn't
1: want to do HEPE? Yes. Okay. So you guys went to bed that night, Thursday night? Went to bed Thursday night and we woke up Friday morning and, you know, kind of, it was really interesting. It was different from our retreats and that there was a lot more free time. Okay. Um, it, in, in that case, it was good because all of the guests started mixing and mingling. And I'm going to tell you this. As weird as it was walking in Thursday night, when we all connected Friday, it was an immediate soul connection for the eight of us guests. It was like meeting your long lost soul family. Yeah. Like to the point we were all very best friends within a few hours. That's Like we've never not known each other. I've never been in a group of people where I felt so safe. Mm Mm-hmm. And not judged. Yeah. Completely accepted. Nothing you said was weird or off. Yeah. I love that. That is the best. So how many people were on the retreat? There were eight guests and two facilitators. Okay. And one of the guests did um, double duty like Kate does at our retreats where she was a guest and she chefed. Yeah. So Kate is my mom's sister who leads co-leads the retreats with my mom and
0: Michael. So it was you and Michael... Um, the pseudo Kate, um, hepe girl, <laughs> and then two facilitators.
1: So who were the other two? Um, Cindy, Cindy Lou, who is my best friend. Yeah. And it's a, a pseudonym. Yes. <laughs> and, um, you know, they're just other women. Yeah. So it was all women. And, yeah. And they were from. One was from Jersey. We were, were from Georgia. And then everybody else was, you know, Washington, Montana, Utah. Yeah. Idaho. Yeah. And what was the age layout? Um, Montana is the baby at 44. Okay. And then I think I probably was next at 53 and then up. Got it. Okay. And what kind of like occupations did everyone have? If you can do a vague
0: generalization. You know,
1: I think Montana's a therapist. Mm-hmm. And honest to God, nobody ever asks, what do you do? To anybody. That is,
0: I, I don't know if this is a red flag, <laughs> but the first thing I do when I meet anyone is ask what they do for work. And I know the lore of people say like, you know, like when someone only wants to climb the ladder or network, but I'm just genuinely curious.
1: Mm-hmm. I am I was like as the retreat went on, but then I kept forgetting to ask. Yeah, I just, it helps me,
0: like, place people into, like, I don't know, but maybe that's something I should work on. I'm just curious. Mm -hmm. Anyways, okay, so that was layout, and it was all women except for Michael and the other leader, Mm -hmm. Danny. Okay, so Friday's when you bond with everyone, and then what kind of activities were that day? So Friday,
1: we bonded, and... I, you know, I think then we just had, we did the psilocybin. Yeah. So, it, you know, things just kind of, it was really interesting. It was like in a time warp. Yeah. Like we felt like those three days were so intense. Felt like we were together for a lifetime almost. Yeah. The day stretched. Yeah. So long. Um, I can't even remember if we had a morning session, you know, but at some point in the afternoon we were um, – you know, Jenny spoke with each one of us individually, and based on, you know, our her interaction with us, she decided, and I don't want to say she decided, she worked with her spirit team, her guides, mm-hmm. and she was instructed based on our conversations to give us a, a certain dose.
0: So, and just to clarify, when my mom says, like, guides and spirit teams, can you, like, elaborate on what that means for
1: Yes. So it's metaphysical um, work where you feel like you have guides. I'm going to say a guardian angel Mm -hmm. or, you know, maybe an Indian guide or it might be an animal spirit. Yeah. You have a relationship with a non-physical being who provides you with like your inner compass GPS like your higher self what's right what's wrong and some people work with angels and archangels some people work with ascended masters some people have a mishmash of gods yeah
0: Yeah, it's like Lizzie McGuire and like her little cartoon kind of yeah yes so Jenny on this was on Friday she would have a one-on-one with conversation with everyone and then Jenny would in tune decide the dose of
1: psilocybin to give to everyone correct so everyone was doing psilocybin on friday right and that okay. was a group event Yes. so we had this big open room mm-hmm. and everybody made their little nest okay and um, when i say nest like people pulled out their mattresses from their rooms i mean people made a nest really yeah like what kind of what was your nest like um our nest was kind of janky <laughs> <laughs> it was like a skid row nest <laughs> Why was it so janky? Well, because <laughs> our mattress was too big to pull down the
2: Wow. Okay.
1: So, we just pulled off the couch pillows and kind of oh made a little janky nest.
0: Okay. Okay. So, you guys just had couch pillows and
1: some blankets? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> And we're talking, like, you know, Cindy Lou, who had her whole, you know, bed set up. So, just, you know, relative. Everything was relative. (laughs) No one, like, made me feel bad. Like, what if Jenny went around
0: and, like, her spirit guides were like, this is terrible.
1: (laughs) (laughs) This is not sacred at all. (laughs) Bad vibes. (laughs) So, everybody's in their little (laughs) nest, and the psilocybin's in a chocolate bar okay and there cute. were um two different chocolate bars one had a little cayenne pinch to it and the other didn't and um we had she put the chocolate bar like pieces on the yellow rose petal cute and so we just did a little ceremony with that and then we ate our chocolates this is so much more <laughs> ornate than what jack and i do <laughs> just like, all right just lick your hand <laughs> well The really cool thing about that, and I'm glad you said that, Lily, is everything was very intentional and very ceremonial. Not ceremonial to the point of you're like, all right, can we get on with it kind of ceremony, but definitely intention. Like I went to this retreat with the intention to release cellular trauma, like to release this, because you've seen me. I have excavated and I literally got to a point where I could not do any more work on my own. Yeah. And that's why I went on this retreat was like, I am writing this, this past timeline in my head where I'm constantly, I was looking back at the past mm-hmm. so often that it was completely affecting my ability to be present and do what was in front of me to move things forward.
0: Yeah. And this is before you went on the this retreat. This is before how I went, you felt.
1: And this is why I went. hmm because I know, as an energy worker, therapist, that that's a timeline. Yeah. And that's a whole other podcast. And I needed to get, I don't want to use the term get rid of, but I needed to shed shed or switch Mm -hmm. timelines. Yeah. And I felt like this was the answer. Mm. Because if you look at all of the science behind it and what it does to you physiologically and neurologically that's why it's had such a having such a resurgence because it is extremely effective in the treatment of a lot of depression anxiety cptsd all of these things that are going on now people are finding a lot of relief yeah so
0: when you say switch timelines is that kind of in the sense where like if you continued the way that you were going you would be operating at this kind of vibration but if you
1: switch your timeline, then you can get on a higher frequency. Perfect way to put it. Literally. Okay. Yes. That low, that 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 timeline that I was on where I was always looking at the past yeah. was so low vibrating. Mm-hmm. And I operate normally at a very high vibration. Yeah. So I was battling myself. Yeah. Like every day, multiple times a day. I'm at this high vibration on this timeline, doing these retreats, helping people shorten their span of suffering. That's high vibration, mm-hmm. and that past timeline would just pull me down, and yeah, pull me down. And I was like exhausted. Yeah, you need from to it. like snip
0: it. Got it. Okay. So when you had your psilocybin on
1: the flower, what do you know? The amount, like the grams, or like how much was it? I can't remember, and I could, I can ask Jenny. Um, but I know that I had three little squares. Okay. So I think Michael was telling somebody about it and said he had three bars. <laughs> oh my God, Michael. You're like, and you're still alive? <laughs> not that kind of That is not a PBM. No, that is a party. Yeah. So um it was just the squares and I don't know the dosage. That's okay. So you ate the chocolate squares, mm-hmm. and then were you guys just talking, waiting for it to kick in? No. You ate the chocolate squares, and you put on your little eye mask, and you just laid down. Ugh. And Jenny did this meditation <laughs> that was... It, it's so beautiful that I, I cannot wait to use it Yeah. at the next retreat. It was gorgeous. It was where she worked with your maternal um, lineage, and she had you put in a box everything that you didn't want from your mother, mm-hmm. everything that you did not want, yeah. and give it back to her. I, see, I see you. Was <laughs> yours a box, or was it a trunk, or was it like a, U-Haul? a
0: warehouse? <laughs> like you were like, I'm going to need a few days for this. Does anyone have movers? Hey, I need some more bars for this one.
1: <laughs> not enough bars. Oh, my God. So, like, yeah. um. I did that I passed it back to Sal Sal and then Sal Sal passed put stuff in her box and gave it to her mother my grandmother yeah. nanny Right, and this is all in your head this is a meditation Jenny's yeah. talking yeah and then my grandmother handed it back and so on and so on until it got to the last person and they dumped the box out mm-hmm. and then they filled it with all of the things they wanted you to have yeah and so by the time you got your box back it was strength and hope and courage and mm-hmm. You know, all of these wonderful things. And then she did the same thing on the fr- um, paternal line. Yeah. And it was so interesting because the box I got back from mom was attributes. Yeah. And the box I got back from dad was all like objects, like m- magic things, amethyst. And um, his amethyst thing is in Blue Ridge now, but I was going to show you. You know, the, with the yeah, yeah, a little silver it, castle in it? Yeah. And at the very top of his box was like a piece of paper and on it was written the daily practice. Oh my God. Right? Yeah. So that meditation was super meaningful. Yeah. So when you say like, were you seeing all of this or like, what did it look like in your head? Yeah. I am very visual. Yeah. I'm definitely clairvoyant. Yeah. So my vision's like I could follow her words and I had the pictures and I had the, I mean, I was with her. Mm Mm-hmm. And that's, I think that's why it was so powerful. Yeah. Because I was in it to win it. What did your box look like? Um, when I got it back from mom, do you mean? Or Yeah. I mean, it was just like a box, like a, you know, moving box. Okay, Mom's box. was a moving box. And when I got it back from dad, it was humongous. Yeah. Because it had objects in it. Yeah. Yeah. So could you see your grandma? Um, I can. And actually, she's part of my team now, yeah. which is really interesting. Yeah. Because I wasn't very close to her, but yes, I could see her, but I couldn't see past her.
0: Yeah, because yeah, you didn't know what they looked know,
1: like. Right. Wow.
0: That is really interesting. So, what was Michael's experience?
1: I don't really remember. You mm, couldn't get into You know, it's kind of, I think, similar to mine. He was able to follow along and it was very profound. Yeah. He really enjoyed it, but I don't remember specifics. Okay. So, after you got your box back from your dad, then what happened? Then everybody was out. Asleep? Well, I don't know, but, you know, things had started working. Yeah. The medicine had started working. <clears throat> and I literally felt my eyeballs vibrating. Really? In my head. hmm And if you can picture a lava lamp. Yeah. That's what my brain looked like. Like I could see like a morphing and moving. So that's what you
0: could see while you
1: closed your eyes. Mm -hmm. Interesting. And I could see neural pathways. I could see things falling off that I didn't need anymore. I could see connections being made where they weren't before. And and so that was my exact intention. Yeah. That's really what I wanted was to rewire myself. Mm -hmm. And I felt that working and it was so cool and I remember, like, saying to my guides in my head, yeah. you know, what, what do I need to deal with? What am I missing? Show me. I'm ready. Mm-hmm. I'm ready now. Yeah." And I clearly heard them say, there's nothing we can show you that's any worse than what you've been showing yourself. Yeah. You've done more work than you'll ever know. So why don't you just relax and enjoy the ride? Yeah, that's nice. It was fantastic. So the neural work happened. I asked for, okay, show me what it is. You know, what's my big T, my, you know, lay it on me. And they were like, you've already seen it all. So relax. And then I started laughing. Yeah. And I enjoyed the ride. And I could hear you know, my retreat mates around me. And some of them are really struggling. You yeah. know, you release things that are sad and you see things that are, you wish you hadn't seen. And yeah. so I could hear people crying and sobbing. Yeah. And so naturally as an energy work worker, I started holding space for them. Yeah. You know, and I would have, I had my palms out and open and I could feel myself doing it. And I was like, and but then I started laughing. Yeah. And I was trying not to laugh really hard, which ended up sounding like I was crying. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Because I was laughing. And what tickled me so much was this image, this vision that came to me. In fourth grade, we had to go to church every day. I went to a Catholic school. And one day, Tanya and I were laughing so hard that we fell out of our pew into the aisle. Mm -hmm. And they took us back to homeroom and we got in trouble. Yeah, And once I saw that in my mind... You know, that laughter when you literally yeah. cannot stop. Mm-hmm. And the more I tried to stop it, the more it kept building. Yeah, And so finally I sat up and I was, you know, motioned to Jenny and Danny. I was like, I need to go upstairs and point it up. Yeah. And he checked my eyes and, you know, they made sure that I was okay to do that. And then Danny walked me up and I got my journal and I got something to drink. And um, and then a few more and then another person came up and then Michael came up
2: yeah
1: and and we just had that like funny antsy energy yeah that you get yeah and so we um asked them if we could go for a walk and the neighbor we were just surrounded by red rocks was this daytime or nighttime this is daytime I was picturing nighttime the whole time yeah daytime okay I'm gonna say three in the afternoon okay um like I said we were in a time warp so we go out and walk and it is the best walk ever so it was you Michael just and... me and Michael oh just the other person didn't go and we laughed and we had a really deep conversation and we found this lilac bush that smelled like heaven and we saw a hummingbird land on a wire and we could literally see the circular vibration of it a Aww. foot out from its body cute and we met neighbor Jim. I'm sure I'm like, hey, Jim, I'm Sarah. He was like, what the hell is she on? <laughs> that is hilarious. Um, and th- that was really fun. And it was a nice time to connect with each other. By the time we got out, you know, most people were coming out of their experience, except my dear best friend, Cindy Lou, who... She had a bad time. She had a bad time. Oh, no. And I didn't know what to do with myself. Because yeah. I was still kind of amped up. Yeah. So I paced for a little bit, and I went into the bathroom, and I did not look at myself. That's very good. proud. But I remember Michael's, like, cure-all for anything that's ailing you is to get a cold washcloth. Mm. So I got some cold wash, washcloths, and I went and asked her if it was okay if I, you know, put them on her. And I started doing a little energy work on her, and our souls, like, yeah. connected. Yeah. And it was really cool. hmm And she has two Great Danes.
0: Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Abe and Abby. That is so cute. Yeah. So... Cindy Lou Who did not have a good time. Um, You gave her the washcloth. Gosh, I just, I can't remember my question now. But
1: so at that point, was everyone like back to reality? Pretty much, yeah. yeah. Everybody was servicing. Grandmother Willow was was pretty out of it. Who's Grandmother Willow? Grandmother Willow is from Indiana. Okay. And if you remember Pocahontas and you remember Grandmother Willow, you know exactly exactly who I'm talking about I yeah. asked her if it was okay to call her that she yeah. said yes that's a huge compliment yeah. she's grandmother willow
0: like goaded yeah so did people know that you were laughing
1: oh you know nobody really talked about you know I don't yeah. know did Jenny did I said I know I was trying so hard not to laugh it sounded like I was crying she yeah. said I knew you were laughing but I just felt so joyful yeah you know, it's just euphoric. It was euphoric joy.
0: Yeah. I mean, it makes sense for you. Like you've done so much work already. It's like, can't you catch a break? <laughs> like, what more trauma is there to uncover?
1: Apparently not. Yeah. Yeah. So who is on your spirit team? My spirit team. Um, I've got five people that work with me regularly, and it's my it's loved ones of mm-hmm. mine, and it's dad. It's Shannon Walker it's my grandmother nanny hmm it's um my mom's first boyfriend bill that is crazy but okay and robin williams <laughs>
0: okay that is a really <laughs> interesting lineup um very interesting team i have yeah and then just to go back and explain shannon walker is one of your best friend's um husband who yeah, passed, away passed away really tragically, tragically suddenly,
1: and suddenly yes a few years ago yeah a year ago, uh, a year and some months. Oh, yeah,
0: a year and a few months ago. Mm-hmm. Um, can you just give us a little nugget of how Robin Williams came into your spirit team, just as much as you're comfortable sharing?
1: Yeah. Um, well, he was, when we go further into the experience, he showed up. Okay, so we'll put a pin in that and come and, back Yeah, to that. and I, he validated experiences that I had years before this. Got it. like, said to me, they were real, and I had been trying to connect with you, and you were not ready. And that is what happened when he did Bufa. That's what I happened when I did Bufa.
0: Okay, so we be- before we get to that to that, let's just
1: wrap up Friday. So everyone came back to reality. Cindy Lou, who was okay. Cindy Lou, who was okay. We had dinner together, and we did the cacao ceremony. Okay, so how was that? That was really really nice. Um, Jenny made the cacao's hot chocolate. Yeah. in some beautiful little mugs. And you took your mug and you held it and she um, played this, you know, really pretty meditative music and you just intentionally, you know, held your cup and, you know, kind of reviewed your day and just let yeah. your thoughts come and go. And then the music progressively got more intense and interactive to where she would say, stand up. Mm-hmm. And then we stood up and you were swaying and then all of a sudden you're moving your body and everybody just naturally started dancing. Yeah. Yeah. And then it was really fun. She asked, you know, if any spirit animals came to you or anything like that. And then people acted it out. Oh, I mean, my it gosh. It was so fun. That is fun. I mean, it was funny. And it was a great way to end the day. I and mean, everybody was yeah. laughing and everybody felt really connected.
0: That's perfect. Yeah, definitely with retreats, when I went on yours, I think one of the highlights was playing Fishbowl. Like this kind mm-hmm. of charade improvy, improv-y, goofy game. Because when you get so deep, like you have to have an equal opposite reaction. And be goofy, right? For sure, and that and that laughter moves so much energy. So you wrapped up Friday night with a fun activity.
1: So walk me through Saturday. Well, I wanted to. I do want to say this is I slept for crap while I was there. Really? Yeah. And I don't know if it was, you know, it, I'm sure it was a whole host of things, but I was on like a two hour sleep cycle. Really? And that was pretty obnoxious. But it was, you know, when you have that. Sleep. Sometimes you're not so worried that you're, you know, you're going to be okay the next day. It was more like, a, okay, I know that this is what's happening and I trust spirit that you've got me mm-hmm. and we're going to be okay. And I was, I was just tired. Yeah. So um, Saturday morning we woke up and um, they, you know, always had a just really light breakfast um, protein shake, yogurt, granola, fruit. And um, we gathered for really, I think our first and most formal um session and it was about integration um after we took the medicine you know even at the retreat and then going home and Jenny gave us you know this beautiful list of like 27 things that we could do to integrate um moving forward and a lot of that I've I've done and I share and um, I'd be happy to put together a list if anybody wants um to know what those things are so that was a pretty long session. Um, and then we had a break in which Den- Jenny and Danny prepared for the first Bufo ceremony. And um, they did people individually. Mm-hmm. And they planned on an hour per person, like start to finish. Like the trip is only an hour per person? You know what? With Bufo, you, it can be as short as six minutes or As long as 45. Oh, wow. Okay, and Michael broke all the records. No way, way, an hour and five minutes. Wow, yeah, that is crazy. Yeah, so at one point, Danny came out to me and he said, Your husband's a psychonaut, and I was like, Oh, god, what but the hell's a psychonaut? What do <laughs> you yeah. <What'd he> do? Yeah, <laughs> who do we need to call? <laughs> Who's got a I towel? knew this was gonna yeah. happen. <laughs> Um, Apparently a psychonaut is somebody that takes very well to psychedelics.
0: Yeah, I Mm could really see that with him. Yeah. I bet the shrooms, like, didn't even affect him. Didn't. That's so funny. They didn't. I
1: feel like I I just kind of knew that. Yeah. I don't know why. He felt light and fun and, you know, expanded, but he did not have a journey. Because when you said you went upstairs and he came upstairs shortly after, Mm -hmm. that yeah like told me right he's like why didn't you tap me i would have gone with you i was like you looked like you were asleep yeah (laughs) you couldn't interrupt that does not surprise me at all um so yeah michael broke the record with that and his intention really was to go back to source energy like to go home yeah and bufo is also called the god molecule it's a molecule that's present in your system when you're born and when you die. Wow. That's yeah.
2: cool. Yeah.
1: So, when, so Jenny and Danny took each person individually to like a back room or what? Um, yeah. So, the um, psilocybin retreat the day before, the room was kind of weird energy. Mm-hmm. And everybody was like, yeah. And they were like, yeah. So, they, set up a little nest. They had this big, huge master bedroom. Yeah. So they set up a nest, very high end. A uh, high end, Ritz Carlton nest. nest. Not, Four seasons. Not like your quality nest. end. <laughs> <laughs> Micro tell. <laughs> and that's where we did it. Okay. In the master room. Mm-hmm. So they would, so it was just Jenny and Danny and they're one person at a time. Right. And, um, and I was so nervous about it Mm -hmm. you know I just I didn't know what to expect yeah part of me was afraid that I wouldn't come back Mm -hmm. um we did a lot of journaling to prep and I would like to go over at some point maybe at the end of how to prep for it um but you know I did a lot of journaling around that and I was afraid you know like when I was about to have my medicine I said if I go out and I don't seem like I'm coming out you got to say Lily and Vic that'll get me to come back that's nice um and that was a fear of mine. Yeah. And so I was nervous. And so Cindy Lou, who really sat by my side, she gave me crystals to hold. Uh, and I looked at her while Michael was in there and I said, will you go in with me when I do mine?
2: Oh my God.
1: And I'm so, I'm really glad that she did. She did come in. She did. She's an energy worker. Like I know that that's what she does, but I don't know how she does it. Where's Cindy Lou who from? So Cindy Lou who is from Idaho. Got it. And she does energy work, but I don't know. Exactly how she does it.
2: Okay.
1: And um so, you know, Michael threw out all the schedule, everybody was allotted an hour from start to finish. So um So Michael comes out of his buffo. So Michael comes out and it is called the Buffo Glow Mm -hmm. for a reason. Yeah. You look like you've been to the Caribbean for a week. Really? Um if you've had a good journey, your grin is from ear to ear, all the whites of your teeth showing. Yeah. And you feel like you've been to the Caribbean. Yeah. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. So he comes out and he's just, wow, I went to source. I, I died. It was great. It was the best thing ever. Yeah. And I'm yeah. like, oh, my God. It just made me more nervous. Yeah. <laughs> like my Taylor Swift concert. <laughs> <laughs> the expectations. Are like, yeah.
0: Taylor Swift or buffo. <laughs>
1: Um
0: So he comes out. He had a great
1: time. Mm-hmm. Then you and Cindy go in. And then Cindy and I go in. And um, it's really interesting. The Bufo is like a little rock. Okay. And they put it in a beaker. A, and like, a a chemistry, big, like a chemistry okay. beaker. Yeah. And it's the top is covered with, you know, foil. Mm-hmm. And they take a blowtorch. Wow. And they light it. That's so like Breaking Bad. Coded. I mean, it was. I was like, Ooh. this looks intense. Yeah, that does. It was so intense, and then they coach you on how to breathe, and they pre-coached us before we went in, and then they tell you again. I would forget everything, and so the whole beaker is filled with this vapor, and they he just pops the straw in. Just a, his eyes. Oh my gosh, sweetest. Uh, he's such a great person. They both are, um, and I, again, back to feeling safe. Yeah totally felt safe even though I was nervous and full of anxiety I knew they had me yeah and you got Cindy Lou who in the mix I was good
2: yeah
0: so, had Cindy
1: Lou who done the buffo yeah no, she okay. did Cambo okay she did Cambo and then she didn't have a great yeah um psilocybin oh, yeah. but you know it wasn't terrible yeah and the viewpoint is really there's not so much a bad trip it's just getting maybe you didn't get what you wanted yeah but sometimes that's what you need that's what you need right Okay, so she was... So she was, like, yeah. my doula. She was my yeah. bufo doula in yeah. there. <laughs> Your bufo <laughs> sitter. <laughs> and so I went back with the same intention to release the trauma, and it was a very fe- um, physical experience for me. Yeah, well, when you inhaled the bufa, so what, what did that, like, taste like? I don't remember it tasting like anything, okay. but they, you know, you breathe it in a way that, you know, and that you take in all of the vapor. Yeah. And and then they count you down like 10, 9 oh and you go back and you go Were you sitting? I, you sit you sit, you sip. And then you they count and Jenny says, "Go home." Oh and my god. Go back and it's like your whole brain just that is insane it was insane that's crazy it was insane and right before I went down I said Jenny remember when I told you about my throat thing and I know I've told you and Vic about the past life experience of being stabbed in the throat with a rusty nail yeah which I found later on the ballpark okay okay um another story and so I told her about that so I'm I don't really remember all my details of this. I should have refreshed my memory. I should have read this before, but at some point, I am you know i just i remember exactly what happened. I started feeling so much gratitude mm-hmm. and i kept i don't know if I was saying it or just thinking it. I'm so grateful. I have such a wonderful life. I'm so grateful for everything I have thank you but well, you know yeah. I just kept going on and on and on about it and, and I started getting my throat I started, yeah. You know, kind of not choking. Yeah. But having some issues. And I was like, I, and I said my throat, we've got to clear whatever this is in my throat. And I could hear Cindy Lou who breathing with me. And, you know, then Jenny started doing her energy work. And, mm-hmm. and Danny was breathing with me. And then we cleared that out. And I've had this foot issue since COVID. And I got Danny to work on my foot. And, yeah. you know, it was a very physical experience for me. Mm-hmm. But those were two big, huge things that needed to be addressed. Yeah. And um, so that happened. And at one point, you know, Jenny's kind of cradling me. And we're all breathing together. And, you know, I'm just releasing all of this trauma. Yeah. Really. It was yeah. what I had intended exactly was happening. Yeah. I was releasing it. And I came to and just, you know, grinning ear to ear. Bufo Glow. I went out, you know, to my retreat, best friends, and you know, just just the best thing ever. I loved it so much. And then it was a lot. And then Michael and I, Michael and I, must have walked like seven miles. Yeah. In a few days, we walked a lot, mm-hmm. but we couldn't leave like where we were. You don't want to get be driving your car, or anything yeah, like that. So we would just go kind of walk our our area, and um, that was a really long day. Yeah. Um, and I do want to back up just a little bit before I went in. I took the other women up, and we went to the top of this vista, mm-hmm. and we did the spinal openers that I've always harp about. Yeah, and I got it. We got all got grounded together. Yeah, so nice. that was really yeah. cool. And um, so I have my experience, and then there's six more to go. Mm-hmm. And I was out for 36 minutes. Okay, so that seems average. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, uh, respectable. I was down with that. You know, yeah. three plus six is nine. Uh, sign of completion i'm good with that and um we went until like 10 that night people like 10 o'clock the last person go through time. everybody yeah yeah how did jenny decide the order i don't know for spirit team spirit team yeah
0: yeah yeah and
1: i think part of the order honestly because she knows what michael and i do yeah i think that we went first yeah so that we could hold that space out there yeah. where everybody was and she and Danny could concentrate on medicine. So did you and Jenny kind of have a little agreement that you would like low-key Not help? at all. No? It just happened. Okay. Yeah. So what else did you see when you were on Bufo? For that experience, that's about it. Yeah. Um, those are the highlights. Yeah. Um, I can go back in my notes and look, but the, the second experience is more interesting, I think. Okay. Yeah. So, Saturday, um, that Friday night, Saturday night, I'm sorry, we're at Saturday night, first day of Bufo, it was a long day. Yeah. And then something really cool happened. Jenny decided to do Bufo. Oh. And she invited us to watch it, watch mm-hmm. her experience. Yeah. And that was so cool. Yeah. And it was literally about 10, 12 minutes. She was 10 or 12 minutes? hmm And it was, you know, she laughed, she cried, she talked about aliens, she... To, you know, talk to her mom that just died, the whole... I what mean, did she look like? Like, her eyes rolling back in her head? No, she was on her nest, and, you know, it was dark. It was kind of candlelit. Yeah. So, you know, she wasn't, like, writhing and, you know, possession. Frothing in the mouth. And then she's And then she started coming out of it, and it was so beautiful because Danny just kind of went and rubbed her hair Aww. and he lay down by her side, and, you know, we just got to see them really connect yeah. in this just... Totally authentic way, yeah, and it was really cool. Mm. It was really cool to witness that,
0: yeah, that is really cool. Mm -hmm. Interesting. So, okay, so if she's 35 minutes and Michael was an hour and five minutes, does that mean she's like
1: really acceptable of psychedelics? So, I was 36 minutes, she was about 10 to 12. Oh, she was 10 to 12. Okay, so, so yeah. I think you're asking if somebody does it and they're experienced with it, do they do it faster? Yeah. I don't know. Because if Michael's a psycho not because psychedelics are hard to
0: like penetrate through him and he took a really long time, then would that mean that because Jenny's was so short?
1: I don't think so because his taking a really long time wasn't like the medicine taking effect. It was that he was out for that yeah. long. Yeah. Like, Danny reported that he was breathing twice a minute. Huh? Yeah. So two breaths a minute? Two breaths a minute. Is that not, like, cause for concern? (laughs) I'm sure there's a metric, and they're watching people. Yeah. And, you know, I I feel safe with them. Yeah. And I don't know all the back end part of it. But I know that they were, they're watching us like hawks. I would love to know
0: the back of house. Yeah. Crazy. We'll <laughs> get
1: you trained in it.
0: Okay. <laughs> um. So after Jenny went, so she was last
1: one. Mm-hmm. You wrap up Saturday night. Wrap up Saturday night. By then, it's you know getting close to midnight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How do you sleep after that? Is well, I didn't sleep very well. Yeah. But you know, I don't know if other people slept kind of spotty too. Yeah. So Sunday morning, walk me through Sunday. Sunday morning. She's decided to do two people at a time. For Bufo? For Bufo. Okay. And, of course, Michael is the only person that I would... A, I don't want him to see me like that. Yeah. But he he's not seeing anything. Yeah. And he was the person that I would, you know, felt... The least bad about disturbing if I got crazy. <laughs> no, that makes sense.
0: <laughs> I get it.
1: Like if I'm rolling around frothing and hanging from the ceiling, <laughs> I'd rather mess up his journey than Cindy Lou Who's. Yeah, of course. Like, what's he gonna do? Divorce you? Yeah um so again you know we wake up and have breakfast there's a lot of journaling involved yeah um you know and again a lot of free time so there's just a lot of connection amongst us yeah whereas you remember at our retreats we have you know we do it kind of in sessions yeah um so michael and i went first and i think by this time jenny and danny had clued in really clued into what we were able to do out in the room What do you mean as far as helping other people anchor. Okay. Yes. And holding that space. Yeah. Because the last thing that they want to be worried about while they're doing medicine with somebody and watching somebody take two breaths a minute Mm -hmm. is what the hell's going out on the other room. Going on in the other room. So we went first on that one and that was is my favorite journey and the one that was just absolutely mind-boggling like there's parts of that that i still am really um affected by it has changed the way that i operate yeah and show up in the world it was very dramatic walk me through some of the highlights so some of the highlights um first i'm going to say about michael um so he changed his intention and he wanted to go play. So he said he felt himself go back to source. Cute. Where he had been yesterday. And he said, I don't want to do that today. Yeah. I want to go play. Yeah. And he became an eagle. Oh, my gosh. And he flew over mountains and through forests. And, yeah. you know, he had a really wonderful time. And I'm going to back my experience up just a little bit because I'd had the trauma intention. Yeah. And I really felt like I'd met that. Yeah. With the psilocybin and the first bufo yeah, and so before the second bufo you know we're getting saged, our energy's being cleared, yeah. And I'm thinking, what's my intention for this one? Mm. And out of the blue, one of my team members says, "Check on Shannon's work. Mm. Go see what he's up to." Because yeah. this whole time that he, since he's passed, I know that he's working, yeah, very obviously, and I know that part of what he's doing is building a bridge between. Yeah. Me between other mediums to connect us to the other side, yeah, and help, and help shine the light so other people can find their way, yeah. And I was like, that's a great intention. Mm-hmm. I'm definitely gonna do that. So I set that as my intention, and I was kind of afraid to watch Michael do it. Yeah, I don't, I, you know, I, you'd get the ick. You get it. You get yeah. That? yeah, yeah. So kind of like half watch him (laughs) (laughs) you know when you get the ick like something's keep it a mystery (laughs) the bufo mystery the (laughs) bufo ick so he goes you know out yeah and then they prepare mine and um I went out and it was I mean when I tell you you lay back and your head Explodes, And it's so interesting how everything feels outside of you. Mm-hmm. But it's really in you. Yeah. And that's kind of a brain twister, I think. Yeah. When you think of it really and truly like that. Because my experience was so huge and expansive that I have a hard time believing it happened in my brain. Yeah. And so the first part of it was really interesting. Um and this is very vulnerable. I was with you and Vic and daddy and I was making amends, Mm -hmm. you know, for the divorce, for the trauma that that brought, for the disruption, for all of the things. Yeah. And I was telling you all how much I loved you
2: Mm -hmm.
1: and you know, that it broke my heart, but that I knew that I had to move on. Yeah. And I was making these amends to you now and that I promised you that my whole life was going to be an amends. Yeah. And that I would always live with integrity and that I would be proud of me and you all would be proud of me, but I simply couldn't take all that yeah, energy along with me to go to this next part. Yeah. And I felt those cords dissolve mm-hmm. and it was very liberating. Yeah. And it really did. It set me free. Good. And, um, so that happened, and then I was with Shannon, but I couldn't see him. Mm-hmm. But I knew I was with him, and he was showing me the bridge, and he was showing me all the work that he was doing, and I could feel myself making movements. Like, he was showing me how to build it and what to do with it, and I was taking what he was showing me and embedding it in my body, like embodying it. hmm and I want to tell you something my therapist said about that. So put a little pin in that. Me being embodied with the bridge. Okay. And I kept saying to Shannon, who I couldn't see. Yeah. Can I go yet? Can I go? And he's like, no, not yet. I'm not done showing you. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay. And I'd do more. And I'd be like, can I go yet? <laughs> and 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 it was funny because part of me wanted to stay, but part of me wanted to go. Yeah. If that makes any sense. Like, go on to the next part of your journey? Yeah. Part of me w- wanted to go on to the next part of my journey, but part of my soul wanted to stay in it with him and them. Yeah. Like, stay there. Yeah. Hmm. So, it was an, an interesting feeling, and and he kept saying, not yet, not yet, and then I got the final piece, and I, like, felt it click into place, and I don't, again, I don't know if I said it out loud or said it in my mind, but I went, heard, chef. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs>
0: Your obsession with the bear needs to be studied. <laughs> I know, right? So you said that to Shannon while you were tripping?
1: What? <laughs> <I think laughs> heard Chef. So. Heard, Chef. <laughs> like we just cooked up a bridge.
0: <laughs> that is <laughs> To so serve funny. humanity. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> Breaks generational trauma. <laughs> heard. Heard, Chef. <Jeff. laughs> And that made me laugh out loud. I think I did laugh out loud. Yeah. So, then I sat up, mm-hmm. and I looked at Jenny and Danny, and I said, "Stand up." And they said, "I said it very authoritatively." Oh my gosh! Stand up. And they stood up, and he went. And he put his arm around her waist, and they stood together. Mm-hmm. And it's like my br- my eyes were scanning them. Yeah. And what I was looking at was, like, where I had been in the past, and then I had this bridge embedded, and I was looking at them as, like, a future. Yeah. And it was, like, my brain was just reading it all. I mean, I remember looking at them, and it was, like, going Yeah. And Jenny kind of whispers out the side of her mouth to Danny, she's still in it. That would
0: drive me insane. And
1: I saw Did that make you mad? And I heard her and I went, boom, and sat and went back. Yeah. And I remember, Jenny, pre-everything, you know, before the medicine, if you go to the light but you can't get through it, make a door. Mm. Okay. So I went back and I was in the light. It was just the most beautiful, all-consuming, glittering, gold light. But it was all there was. Yeah. And I remembered to make a door. Yeah. And above the door was the number 444, mm-hmm. which is my number stamp. And I walk through the door into a golden hall, and all the retreat guests are there. Yeah. And they're smiling at me and they're waving. And I say to them, I love you forever. I like you for always. As long as I'm living, my sisters will be. Aw. And I kept walking. And I walked into, I call it the Crystal Palace because I've been there before in meditations. Yeah. And in past experiences. And I walk into the Crystal Palace and there's Robin Williams. Mm. And I went, Can I cuss? Yeah. I said, unfucking believable. Oh my God. I said, and I pointed at him and he smiled and he laughed. He goes, Yes, it's real. It's all been real. And I said, you mean after you died and all those times in the magazine covers, I felt you pulling me to you? It mm-hmm. goes, all real. I said, even the dream, because I dreamed about him in the Crystal Palace, but I kept rolling away from him. Wait, when did you dream about him? That was, you know, I can't, I wouldn't say 2017 if I had to pull a number out, yeah. of, my, out of the air. Yeah.
0: hmm
1: And he said, and I kept rolling away, and he said, that was real and you weren't ready. Mm-hmm. And I just kept going, fucking believe unbelievable. Robin Williams, I cannot believe this. Oh, my God. I cannot believe this is happening. Yeah. And it's real. And then he took <laughs> me into a scene of What Dreams May Come. Yeah. And that movie got panned, and I was firmly sound asleep when I saw that movie. Like, I didn't know anything. I've never – is that a movie with Robin Williams? Mm-hmm. Okay, sorry, I've never heard of it. And it's a movie all about, you know um, – the kids die he dies Mm -hmm. his wife commits suicide he tries to get her to hell you know it's the whole thing and a lot of it's in technicolor so he takes me into a scene in the to the movie and they're in these technicolor rocks Mm -hmm. and i'm touching his face and he's just smiling i'm like yeah he's like it's real he must have said that to me 50,000 times it's real touching him and he goes now you're ready for the message And I've paraphrased it from what I've written. Yeah. I like, the paraphrase just resonates. The paraphrase is, and what he said to me is, you've got to give the people what they want. Mm -hmm. But you must bring forth from a place of joy, not from a tortured soul. Yeah. Wow. I was like, Robin, that is deep AF. Yeah. And it just touched me yeah. so deeply mainly to have all of those incidences that i'd had prior like stone cold unmedicated yeah be validated yeah so strongly that when i came to It's really interesting. So that all happened, and then I started coming too, but Michael, of course, was still out, so I'm waiting on him. Mm -hmm. Imagine that. Trying to close your eyes. (laughs) And I'm looking in the corner of the room, and I can see four golden columns. And on the ceiling was purple and white checkered. Shannon usually comes in purple. Yeah. And there's a quilt in our room at the retreat that was purple and white Mm -hmm. quilted. And that quilt was overlaid on the corner of the room. when mm. I was coming out of my experience. Yeah. And, you know, and as I came to more, it started to fade. Yeah. Out. And then, you know, I Michael came out and I, you know, sat up and I was like, this is unbelievable. And Danny was like, here, write it down. I was like, I can't write this down. I'm blah, blah, blah. I was yeah. all, I was, I was yeah. activated. Mm-hmm. And um, we walked out. With the buffo glow, yeah, just times a million, yeah. And you know, Michael had an amazing experience, and then it was really cool to have him him by my side, yeah, for us to be together. It was a, it was a really cool thing to share, yeah.
0: So you're very glad that you ended up doing yeah, it together. I was
1: really glad. What do you think was different about the second buffo experience in the first? I think that um, the first one I really needed to do physical. Releasing, Yeah. I mean, it was a really a physical thing. The psilocybin and the first Bufo were, you know, the brain rewiring and then the throat and then mm-hmm. the foot. It was all body stuff. Yeah. Got it. This. So the um, second experience with Bufo, I'd done the physical stuff. Yeah. So it, it got to be more. Mental. Mental and metaphysical. Yeah. So cool. Because I'd shed the physical. Yeah.
0: So then everyone else does your set their sessions. Did anyone else have any like crazy?
1: Did you guys debrief it all together or No, and I wish we had. Yeah. We debriefed um individually. And to be honest, I can't remember anybody saying they had I mean, I just don't think you can top Robin Williams. I'm sorry. You had the I best mean, I mean, not I to I be competitive. Mean, I don't mean to brag, but I kind of did.
0: I mean, you did. <laughs> and that it's not your fault that you're the most enlightened. <laughs> the most open (laughs) so and then i'm just wondering from like did your stomach hurt like what were the physical reactions
1: no physical reactions like that yeah um it was very cool they you know fed us very lightly yeah there was plenty to eat yeah but it was very light yeah for that reason that's good Yeah. yeah
0: so that was sunday everyone else did their sessions anything else happened sunday
1: after everyone did Bufo? um oh yeah she had a chiropractor come in okay and this chiropractor i can't remember the character in the lion the witch in the wardrobe that was half man half finris ulf yes was the chiropractor really yes that is so funny <laughs> i looked at him and i was like whoa he was galactic looking at yeah. some point. And he, I've never experienced, I wouldn't even call that chiropractic work based on what I know. What did he do to you guys? I, it was magic, whatever he did. I, he put—you would put you in a position and he would just, he would used his body with your body mm-hmm. to adjust you. And I'm used to kind of heavy handed. Yeah. Getting cracked. Yeah. Yeah. And this was not that. It was like. A really intricate dance done between the two of us where he was leading and he would do his work and then he would step aside and he'd go we did it in tandem he'd go work on I think Terry was with me on this one he'd work on her and then he'd come back and he'd look at me from afar and I swear Mm -hmm. it was like he was reading me like I'd read Jenny and Dan yeah and I could see him reading me and then he would come do the next adjustment Based on what his team said I needed. Craziness. Outrageous. Yeah. Um, And he was delightful. So he joined us for dinner. And we had a really delicious dinner that night. And we all sat around the table. We laughed and laughed and laughed for a really long time. And it's just real. The, The energy, the vibration at that dinner table was just through the roof. Yeah. I imagine we must have sent up like a light beam. Yeah. Up into the ethers. Yeah. With all that was going on. So you wrapped on Sunday. And then what was Monday? Wrapped on Sunday, and then Monday was packing up and leaving. Yeah. Yeah. So
0: when you scanned Jenny and Danny up and down, did you see a future version of yourself
1: leading something like that? It's interesting that you say that because, yes, I I saw a future version of myself, and I saw a collaboration. Now I can see what I saw. Mm -hmm. Um, And we are going to collaborate on a retreat. Of... PMBs? Um, TBD.
0: Okay, TBD on the PMBs. Mm -hmm. But definitely a Jenny and Sarah, Mm -hmm. Danny Michael collab. Definitely. Cool. So I always think that I feel like someone, and maybe I'm wrong, like I am willing to be wrong, but someone that's young, like my age, doing this would be more harmful than good. Like what do you think
1: would be, who's the right candidate for a retreat like this? I think the right candidate for something like this is somebody that has done their research around it and they feel called to it, Mm -hmm. and they decide to do it with intentionality. Yeah. And that being said, I did ask Jenny, and it's 21 and over. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense from a
0: legal perspective. But I just feel like for me, I don't need to know everything, Mm -hmm. and I like it that way. I'm just vibing. Like I have what I need, and then I'm just going to keep vibing. Because right now I'm in the gathering data phase. I'm still gaining experiences. Exactly. Learning new things, meeting new people, making mistakes. I'm doing field research, boots on the ground. Mm -hmm. So if I learn too much, then I'm not going to have any interesting stories.
1: Well, you can look at it that way, or you can look at it as you are doing all this field research, and that's just another window into the soul. I think so, too. If you should choose to open it. And that's why I say I think – that if you're interested in it you should really do your research around it you know watch the documentaries read I think there's a book Toad of the Dawn Dawn of the Toad Toad of the Dawn we can put that in a link too but there's so there are it's a plethora of information on it now cool maybe we'll compile some of your like top
0: five recommendations books movies articles perfect And then quickly, just before you went on the retreat, what were there any requirements, activities you
1: can and can't engage in? Yes. So for the Cambo people, I think it was more intense. Like you had to drop all the, I'm using air quotes, you know, bad things, the sugar, the dairy, the um, alcohol, X, Y, and Z, and really clean out. So we weren't doing Cambo. We didn't have to do all of that, but for psilocybin, you're not supposed to have caffeine in your system. Mm. So, um, I did go off caffeine for, um, about five days before that. Okay. And I t- try to keep a light diet. And, and so I just doubled down on that a little bit more, um, eat alcohol, you know, I think is a big thing before yeah. any retreat yeah. is just to really take a break from that. Um, And we did a lot of, you know, I did a lot of journaling prep work and kind of, you know, made sure I got to swim or do yoga and just really got myself as mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually as balanced as I felt like I could be going out there. And there was a point that you
0: wanted to come back to about your current therapist.
1: Yes, yes, yes. So um, when I told you i'd met with the nutritionist and that started the whole trauma research thing and i found internal family systems um i realized that with internal family systems i had some parts that i needed help with and Mm -hmm. i couldn't do that work on my own so i found a therapist here in atlanta And she's a dream. Yeah. And um, actually, she is the mom of one of the girls you went to Galloway with. Her name is Kelly Spencer. So if anybody in the ATL needs a therapist, I adore Kelly Spencer. Yeah. Shout out to her. I was so excited after this experience to have my session with her. Yeah. Because she totally embraces all of it yeah I mean she gets it she would work with me and my team she would listen to my visions and ask questions yeah and she was just in
0: it but she's like a psychologist yes. like a real tried and true mm. academic doctor
1: letters after her name all letters the, all, all the, the letters, letters all the diplomas. And she's at a huge practice called Atlanta Center for Wellness yeah so there's, I don't know how many therapists they have there but yeah. she finding her was a real gift yeah yeah well
0: that's so good this I feel like this tied up perfectly. You got everything that you wanted out of the tree, you found a good therapist out of it, and now you're on the higher timeline, which is what your intention was in the first place. Exactly. Do you have anything else that you wanted to share with
1: the heinous listeners? The heinous listeners. (laughs) Um, Well, there's so many things I want to share, but, you know, again, back to the intentionality. And I think, really, if you can start to live more of your life like that... Mm -hmm. And it's really pretty simple to do and it's just being aware and, you know, accepting yourself where you are and moving from that point and asking a lot of questions and building a support team. Yeah. Is crucial. And I'm really grateful that, you know, I have gone to this retreat and met six other people who I know I could call up if an emergency happened and they would stop drop and roll. Awesome. Well thank you so much, Mom, for coming back on. Well, thank you, Lily, for listening to all my shenanigans and being such a good support. All right, talk to you guys later. Bye. You just-